Join coaches Mary C. Hartfield and Rebecca Thomas as they speak on the things most people want to know but might not be willing to talk about. Dive in with us for off-the-cuff conversations around diverse topics and gain insight and guidance to help you live a more purpose-filled life. Hello, welcome to Off the Cup Coaching Podcast. I'm your one of your hosts, Mary C. Hartfield, living your life on purpose, coaching and wellness advocate. And and I am the other co-host, Rebecca Thomas, the energy architect, but more often heard as more than a life coach. How are you, Mary? I'm wonderful. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. The sun's shining, my hair is glowing. Like, yes. <laughs> yeah. yes, I know it. I feel it, spring it, coming. Like, yes. we're good. No, I wish you'll come in. You know, me being back in Grand Rapids now, you know, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I may have to fly back to Atlanta, <laughs> you know, but it's all good. Yeah. I love Grand Rapids. I love the four seasons. That's why I tell everyone when they go down south, all my kids are down south and so one. I always mm-hmm. tell you, you're missing the four seasons. <laughs> you know, we, we get all the four season. I've just finally learned as adults at over 50 to appreciate all the four seasons. Right. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Oh, we're talking about something that we've both experienced, which is how losing a loved one, uh, a loved one influences your life path. So that little trigger warning for some people we're talking about losing partners today but I would definitely have to say that both of us have been able to heal and also move into some of the best you know seasons of our lives regardless of that loss right yeah, that's a, that's a big show. We've been trying to do this for, I think, since we began. I think so. I think it was one of the original ones we plotted out. <laughs> so won't you tell your story of, you know, your partner? There? Yeah. So I um, am in an amazing relationship. And every once in a while, um, somebody will hear me make reference to the fact that I found the love of my life twice. And to some people that might sound like, oh, really, twice? You're doing great. Like, <laughs> and that's actually not what happened. What happened is I'm with somebody amazing again, but I was in an amazing relationship before. Um, and I was going to spend the rest of my life with him and vice versa, obviously. And then he suddenly passed over the course of a weekend. And so we were together for several years. He was getting to move, getting ready to move in with me. Um, and then he was just gone. And so that was the, I would have to say that's probably the hardest thing I've gone through in my entire life. And I've been through some stuff. Yeah. And so losing him, like, I love that we're having this conversation because there's been just, just a handful of people. I feel like of uh, younger people that I've talked to who have lost somebody in that season and in that age of their life. And it, it's just, surreal like to an extent until you're able to move through it but there's also I think because of the fact that I was 34 when he passed away so being in your mid-30s and all of a sudden losing that person that you were committed to and thought you were going to spend your life with I had to go through obviously a ton of healing I definitely went through some depression um some guilt though I felt a lot of guilt around getting to a place where I could be okay Mm -hmm. and getting to a place where I could find 
beautiful purpose and meaning from what had happened. Okay. So that's kind of everything in a nutshell, but I know, you know, like I'm always open to expanding and talking about it because I think it's a beautiful permission and just inspires hope for other people that might go through the same thing, especially at a younger age. Yeah, that's so true. Well, I, um, let me tell my story and we'll get into the conversation. Um, Mm -hmm. November the 1st, 2019, um, my husband passed away. He had been sick from a long illness for six years, but that's not what caused his death. Mm-hmm. You know, we really don't know why, but what he was going, his, um, you know, disease that he had did not cause his death. So um, from, it was unexpected and it's kind of, um, I'm one of these because of my faith. God, you know, the timing of things, you mm-hmm. know, so, you know, I went right, you know, and talked to stages of, you know, what people go through when someone dies in their life. I went right to acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not one that God, why, you know, why did you do this? You know, matter mm-hmm. of fact, this year and last year, I was saying, God, the timing of God is so great, you know, because he knows, because, you know, first of all, my husband was really politically involved and, with the news and everything, uh-huh. it's been driving me. 2020? Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. It would have been like, oh my God, if Eric has, I like God's timing is so great because I don't have to sit here and listen to all this. He would have been, yeah. You know, and then um, also because a year and what we did of, the, you know, he was in a nursing home. So if he had been in a nursing home, I wouldn't have to, you know, dealing with if he passed away because of the disease or whatever. Yeah in everything. But I think part of it is, um, then my life, you know, I left where I'm secure, you mm-hmm. know, and then, you know, and part of that security was having a job, making enough money that can pay, you know, don't have to worry mm-hmm. about anything. And then that job, you know, my position changed, but yet it has, um, I think right now with it, I think my whole year is I miss him so much. It's like every year, even more, something comes up like, oh my God, Eric would have loved that and enjoy. Mm-hmm. And I think in missing him, I think you talk about the depression sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, you know, and then now when you see so many couples doing things, you know, and they're like, and then they're doing things and I'm like, okay, wait until 35 years, you know, you and people are like, oh, you know, you've only had 20, 35 years. I'm like, yeah, I was with him 35 years. Uh-huh. So it also changed your whole perspective of how you view things, mm-hmm. you know? So I think part, you know, so right now I'm in this place where, you know, I like where I'm at, but yet at mm-hmm. the same time, I like if he was here with me mm-hmm. and enjoying this part of our life. You know, we're going into the stage of retirement and everything like that, mm-hmm. but I'm happy because, you know, the disease is going through is, you know, it was painful. Mm-hmm. You know, he was not the person or, that he, you know, wanted to, you know, would be or whatever because of that. But then also like now my son just opened up his own, um, he has a catering business, but now he opened up a partly restaurant and I'm just, his dad would be so proud and so excited about uh-huh. it or whatever. So, you know, those things when he's missing out those times or whatever, but we're all just, you know, we're getting through it because we we've accepted it. But I think also it's okay. The memories are okay. Mm-hmm. You know, where we're not letting it stop in our track and define what we do and how we do it or whatever, right. but his memories are just going to make sure that they live on. Mm-hmm. And then also we enjoy life like he wanted us to enjoy it. 
And I think that's the biggest key. Like a couple of things that you said, one of the things is like when a feeling comes up, like when somebody like that passes away, you know, I've had some really hurtful things said to me by a, a particular person about when he passed away, like what he's dead, he's gone. Like he was supposed to just be erased from my memory or something. And that was so hurtful. And I like, I understand why that person said it. I definitely didn't receive it, but it was like, he's not gone and he never will be. And I'm really, really grateful to be in a relationship where the man that I am in love with is not like, I know that this man would make the one that I lost proud. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that this relationship is something that I can be proud of too. Right. Um, and he, there's no insecurity from my partners and looking at what happened and what I've been through. Like, I don't have to hide anything. If I feel, you know, the day of the passing, I never know on those anniversaries, whether I'm going to be okay or whether I'm going to have a moment or I'm going to have a day. Right. Yeah. And I don't have to perform or save somebody else, quote unquote, save somebody else from that because my relationship now is so beautiful that I can be completely transparent about what I'm feeling and why I'm feeling that. So I don't have to hide it. So being able to feel those things was not only a huge healing piece for me, but it continues to be what allows me to get through it when it does come up. Mm hmm. Yeah. And I, and that comes again. I think when you, um, I'm, I'm, I'm so blessed, you know, I have great kids, you know, even when, you know, call, got that phone call 4am in the morning, you know, we're rushing to the hospital, his heart stopped. Mm-hmm. You know, I have kids that they didn't like, well, mom, let us know what's going on. They were all buying plane tickets and mm-hmm. one was there two, three of them, you know, my daughter-in-law, they were there that night. Mm-hmm. You know, my daughter would have been there. So she missed the plane or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, I have people surrounding me, um, my best girlfriends, my friends, they are all there for me. And they continue to be there. So just like mm-hmm. you said, to have a new partner that understands your first love. Mm-hmm. And what happened where you don't have to, you know, that some people like for anyone to say, um, get over it. Ugh. Anyone that experienced a loss should that's never so ever say that. That's so harsh. Yeah. You know, how do you get over someone that you loved? Mm-hmm. I'll never get over Eric. Mm-hmm. You know, first of all, his paintings are all around me. You know, I have his, you know, his children. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't get over it. He's mm-hmm. always going to be a part of my life, even if yeah. I decide to remarry one day or whatever. So, you know, that's kind of harsh. And I think people like you said, to have someone in your life that understands what goes on, give you the space, or is there to walk, help you walk through it when it comes up again is awesome mm-hmm. to have. Yeah. I like that piece for me is just so beautiful. And I know one of the pieces we've connected over, and I'm curious to hear what your answer to this is, but like for me, like, what is it that the loss, like, how did the loss transform your life? Because for me, I know looking back now, obviously I could not see it. Like there was no eye of the storm. It was just a storm. Right, right. But once I passed through it and looking back now, I can see like this man built in me, like he was the first person to show me a healthy romantic relationship. Mm -hmm. He was the one that taught me to love myself for who I was in my entirety. No judgment. He was the one that um, taught me not to react. He taught me that like healthy communication and being able to like 
vent and talk to a partner without there having to be a reaction or having there be like some kind of dramatic tailspin out of it. Mm-hmm. So like he taught, he gave me so many lessons and it's just amazing to me, not only the lessons he taught me when he was alive, but the lessons after he passed away, like he was my rock. He was the person that listened and held space for me. And I had never had that before. So when he was gone, it was like it was pulled out from underneath me and I had to rebuild that. But in order to rebuild it, I had to rebuild it within myself. And now I am that person for other people. So that's been like a huge transformation that I wouldn't, do I want him gone? No. But would I trade that transformation? Absolutely not. Right. Yeah. And I, and I think in depth where there's so many lessons we learn, um, you know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a person that when something happens like that, mm-hmm. I go into what needs to be done. Mm-hmm. I'm a calm person that here, this, we need done. We need to do this. We need to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm just calm. I'm, I'm using a year out. I'm breaking down. Like, uh-huh. oh my God, you know, but cause I, you know, I had it first when my little brother got a phone call, he committed suicide that Thanksgiving, I was supposed to go with my family. And some reason, Eric and I decided not to go. Well, I ended up being the one here handling everything. And my mm-hmm. family was all in North Carolina, I believe. And they're going up to Washington, D.C. to handle things. And then my dad, you know, my dad, um, he, my mom found him dead. You know, I'm mm-hmm. the phone call I get. I'm always there, but I go and, okay, what has to be done? Mm-hmm. So now, you know, even when his, I'm like, okay, this, we got to do this. We, you know, we got to take the ventilator off and here's the next things, kids, what are we going to do? And, mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of dealt out. But then when you get to yourself, like you said, you learn that my relation for 35 years and because mm-hmm. we were childhood best friends, mm-hmm. you know, beyond the 35 years of marriage, you think of everything you learn because of him. Mm-hmm. You think of everything you're able to do because of him mm-hmm. you know I, I think about my kids you know my kids are like uh mom you're traveling your job you know dad was the one there you know or whatever uh-huh. my daughter just told me you know I was making grits and my sister didn't have the right grits I'm like oh these are not gonna turn out they're gonna be bad and she I mean my daughter was like you didn't make good grits growing up and I was like what <laughs> you know but you know but my, my husband, but she was like, mom, you make good grits now. Don't get panic over this. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, you do good now, but my husband was such a great cook. Mm-hmm. You know, he, we owned a restaurant and, you know, two times, but he was so good in so many things. And I think about that, that builds off of this, that because of who he was, I'm able to do what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm able to navigate life the way I do because of those conversations we had and what I learned from him that they impact your life that is, it goes on for a lifetime uh-huh. and you never forget it. Yeah. You know, you learn from them. And even now, sometimes I stop and I'm like, what would Eric do? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm still pulling lessons from him. Mm-hmm. You know, what would he do or whatever? And I think a lot of times it's hard to say for people that when you've had a loss, but, um, it does change your life path. Mm-hmm. And they still, um, I think the thing too, like you, how do they influence your life? Pat? Me, Eric is always gonna, he's always influencing me. What I do, how we do it. I think about, you know, when I make a decision about the house, you know, I didn't realize like, oh my God, he did a lot of work on the house. You know, he uh-huh. kept doing things. I didn't worry about the house. Eric took care of it. And then now that I have to be the one, 
I'm like, oh my God, this, you know, having an older house takes a lot of work, uh-huh. you know? So a lot of it is getting into their mode and think, okay, they did this and that. And then I have a son and he said, well, I'm doing this because dad did it, you know? Uh-huh. So influence is huge in your life path and how you go about it. Right. Yeah, I love that. And I think like for me, even thinking to the, some of the lessons I've already learned from him, but like you said, there's always going to be lessons. There's always these touchbacks. And interestingly enough, or maybe not, like we talk about journaling all the time. And I think yeah. one of the things I want to share, like before we have to wrap up is I think two, three, three major things really helped me move through the process of healing and grieving, not in that order. And one of them was journaling because he was my rock. And once I didn't have that anymore, I was like, but I can still talk to him. Mm-hmm. I can still say the same things I would have said to him. Every, like we talked from the day that we met, we talked every single day. So that's what I continued to do until it felt like I didn't need to anymore. Mm-hmm. And right. there's even times where I still pull the journal out and I'll write something in because it's something I would want to share with him. So that was a huge piece. Another piece was like you were talking about your brother passing. The crazy part from my end was the fact that when, when my partner passed away, he passed away exactly one year to the day after my brother passed away. Wow. So I had already been through this huge grieving process. I was the executor of the state. There's a huge family on that side. So I was the one at that time that stepped up and took control of everything. And we checked off all the boxes and we did all the things we had to do. And one of the reasons I got through that was because my partner was there to lean on at the end of the day. So I did all the things during the day. And then at night I would either talk to him or see him and be able to fall apart then and grieve then. But then a year later, like I didn't have that. So I let myself completely fall apart. I was like, I I just did this. I'm not trying to perform for anybody. So that was a huge thing that helped me heal though, was the fact that I allowed myself to fall apart and grieve. Um, without trying to meet somebody else's expectations and the third piece was his family like his family from day one just wrapped me in their arms and Mm -hmm. gave me permission because like I said I was in my mid-30s gave me permission to find love again and to have that blessing from them and that encouragement and that show of love was just I don't know if I ever would have given myself permission if they hadn't said that first so I'm Mm -hmm. super grateful for that that's huge about, you know, some people may say, well, why I got to get permission from someone else to love again? But, you know, there's so many people involved. I think of my children, you know, they're always, you know, my, you know, my son is, my one son is like, what? Mary, mom loves somebody. Well, he got to have this and he got to be this. And it's like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's still people around. And a lot of it, I don't think it's permissions. I respect of your relationship with them. Mm-hmm. You know, that, and plus a lot of times is, you know, God, you know, talks to those people in order to free you Mm -hmm. from what's holding you up because you may have that over you, Yep. you know, so that, oh, that was really good about saying about giving permission to move on, to love again, because we need that having the right people around you. We talked Mm -hmm. about is so important when you're going through a loss, you know, make it, that makes huge. You know, I have a I have a great family. I have a great extended family. I have great friends. So that really helps me through everything. And I think what helps more is because, you know, I am a controlling being sometimes. Just a little bit. What? What? Mary? <laughs> I know. Just a little bit. 
So, you know, when you, you know, and like you said, you be, you gave yourself permission also to just let go. Yeah. Just to scream a little bit or whatever like that. And that's good because a lot of time we think we got to hold it all in for everybody else when it's okay for you to fall apart. You mm -hmm. just lost your partner. Mm -hmm. You know, you lost your spouse. So it's okay to fall apart again, you know? So that was great. I love it. Any All last right. words? I gave. I just gave my last words. Anyway. Right. I mean, I guess the only other thing I would say is, especially if you're you're middle aged or you're losing that first loved one at a younger age, to let it be a process. We're definitely not saying like bypass the healing. We're definitely not saying like it's got to have meaning now. We're not saying that at all. But just like, right. um, keep putting one foot in front of the other, and <clears throat> and give yourself a nugget of happiness every single day find mm -hmm. at least one small thing to just be grateful for to to put joy in your life right not all day but even for just a second so you don't get lost in that grief and that deep heavy feeling but then to just if you heal and you heal well do not feel guilty like don't no. feel guilty for healing because that person that you love would want you to heal too yeah and moving on does not mean you're letting go of that person. Mm -hmm. It's not letting go. A lot of people say, well, if I move on and, you know, some people, I think the gift that my kids gave to me the day he died was they got rid of all his clothes and everything out of the mm -hmm. house. You know, at first I was like, I, I don't think I thought because they came in. Okay. Where's the shoe? They, I mean, they packed them up, uh -huh. moved them out, went to, um, the, they gave, I forgot the free place that you give mm -hmm. them to charge people. They met, packed everything up and gone. And, you know, right then and there, I was just like, whatever. But it was a gift because mm -hmm. that means I didn't have anything to keep holding on for no reason yeah. years later. Because I know people, well, I can't get rid of his shoes. Well, what are you going to do with his shoes? Exactly. He's not in them any longer, you mm -hmm. know? So it's not always that easy. And I'm not saying that's easy, but I'm just saying that's a gift for me that my children gave to me mm -hmm. that they helped do that. They, you know, they just kind of cleaned it out a little bit for, I would be still okay and comfortable mm -hmm. and stuff with that. So, yeah. So that's awesome. I love that. And say, and then people got to remember everybody goes through grief differently. Oh, and not just everybody, but every time you lose somebody, it looks yes. Yeah. It's different in who they are to your life and where they're at in your life well, so. makes a difference. Okay, yeah. everyone. Thank you. Um, I know this is kind of deep conversation, um, but it's something that we've been wanting to share with you. I think from the beginning, we always just kind of put it off, put it off, and finally we're <laughs> ready to talk about um, losing someone that loved us, that we love so much, and how they influence our life and how it's changed things in our life. But please join us for another conversation every week. It usually drops on Wednesday. Um, join our Facebook page. Uh, we're on there. And then also leave us comments and let us know what you want to talk about. Yeah. Thanks, Rebecca. Love. Yeah. Talk to you next time, Mary. All right. Talk to everyone later. Bye. You've been listening to Off the Cuff Podcast with Life Purpose Coach Mary C. Hartfield of Living Life on Purpose and more than a life coach and energy architect, Rebecca Thomas. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, go and leave us a review, and tune in next time as we continue to talk about the hard things, bring them to light, and help you move through your life with a little more grace, curiosity, and realness.